Kankakee Podcast is presented by Pewter Pros, Stitch Prints, and Digital World Design Family of Businesses, celebrating 25 years of small business ownership in Kankakee County. Learn more at mypewterpros.com, stitchprints.com, and digitalworlddesign.com. Thankful for the way these stories hold on To the lifetime we won't get back, I know These rivers carry And welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and before we get to today's episode with Pamela Rappel J. Trapp about uh, Kankakee Valley Theater Association's production of Jesus Christ Superstar, we're going to hear another Kankakee Community College success story. Uh, my name is Chris Gibson. I am the Dean for Health Careers here at KCC. Uh, I was born in Decatur, Illinois, uh, and actually grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I went to Olivet back in uh, 2002, graduated Olivet, and that's how I ended up kind of sticking around the area. Went back to KCC, got my EMTB license, so one semester class. Um, I was able to get that uh, in the springtime of 2009, apply for firefighter jobs, and was able to get a job working for Bourbon A Fire. I was working for Bourbon A Fire as an EMT firefighter. And then after Fire Academy was finished, went back to school, back to KCC, did my EMTI and my paramedic. In the meantime, I worked as a firefighter paramedic for about 10, 10 years on Bourbon A Fire. I was on Limestone Fire for about a year. Ended up working as a paramedic at Riverside Ambulance. And then it was really kind of my time with uh, Riverside Ambulance that you know, somebody approached me, one of the, the higher-ups there asked me if I'd be interested in kind of teaching uh, here at KCC and, you know, thought it over, discussed it with my wife and I applied for it, not having a whole lot of high hopes and next thing you know I get called for an interview and, and not having a lot of expectations, just do my best I can this interview and, you know, I guess they like what they saw and they offered me a job and kind of started my, my career here at KCC as uh, the professor and program director for the paramedic program. And um, throughout that time, really kind of discovered my love for higher education, you know, my passion for helping students, helping my colleagues, my other faculty members, and, you know, really just found a calling here and kind of really enjoyed it. Somebody made mention that, you know, the, the dean of health careers at the time was getting ready to retire and wondered if I'd ever considered applying for that. and. You know, got to thinking about it and just kind of my love for KCC and, you know, I said, yeah, I'll give it a shot and give it a try and, yeah, just navigating my first semester as the dean and uh, uh, loving every bit of it. I just love where I'm at now, being able to help and support um, the faculty members I used to work alongside, just 
knowing that I can make a difference in how they deliver their instruction because they're making a huge impact on what they're doing with these students and just incredible job, such a great programs, great faculty, great students, just all around great place. You can help create a KCC success story like the one you heard today by giving a gift to the Kankakee Community College Foundation. Give now at foundation.kcc.edu. And now we'll get to Pamela Rappel J. Trapp, the director of Kankakee Valley Theater Association's production of Jesus Christ Superstar. I am very excited about this episode. I did not realize I was walking into a <laughs> reunion, but I am, Yay. and I've never been more excited. Starting with this episode, we're actually going to be doing an episode on every Kankakee Valley Theater Association production as much as we possibly can. That's the plan anyway, is we're going to be doing episodes giving you behind the scenes or just giving you synopsis of what these Kankakee Valley Theater Association productions are like, starting with this one, which is Jesus Christ Superstar. It's if you're listening to this before the shows or before the Tickets sell out. It's February 3rd through the 5th of 2023. It's at the Black Box Theater. And I am sitting down with the director, Pamela Rappel J. Trapp, who I figured out as she was walking through my door that she was the accompanist in choir and also in the musicals I was in in high school, at least for the first couple of years at Bishop Mack. So it would have been 2005 to or 2006 to 2007 or eight ish. Ish, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my, and that's when you know Pat Skelly was the yeah. choir director, and he was the director of all the musicals. Mm-hmm. And when I first, when I was talking to Courtney Castile, and she was telling me who the director was, I'm like, oh yeah, you'd be talking with Pamela, and it just the name looked familiar, but it just did not register until. You walked in the door and I'm like, okay, I do know you. And we literally, I know I have not seen you since high school, at Mm -hmm. least if we did, who knows if it was a memorable thing, but obviously life goes on. Mm -hmm. You go your different paths. You only were at Bishop McNamara for a couple of, yeah, yeah, a couple of years. And then it wasn't, we were just talking about it. It wasn't long after that. You ended up moving to... Idaho. Boise, Idaho. (laughs) Well, anyway, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to see you again. (laughs) Great to see you too. I remember, I I just remember you were so fun. At least I thought you were so fun. thank you. It was a fun gig. You were super helpful because that was... Footloose. Yes, it was. Was Footloose. my first musical. Okay. That I'd ever yeah. been in. Not that I've been in that many. I've honestly the only musicals I've been in was in high school. I haven't okay. done any outside of high school. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Footloose. See, this is like, like I said, it's like a reunion because I literally so haven't fun. seen you since then. Yeah, but yeah. It's just I'm just I'm just so excited. <laughs> so you have to excuse that. Oh but, no, um, I am too. Yeah. So. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So just a a little bit, let's dive into just a little bit more about you before we super dive deep into Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm -hmm. 
were you born and raised here in the area originally, or did you? I don't even remember what your where I'm from. Where did you come from, from Mrs. Yeah, Trout? I don't know yep. if you were one of like the Olivet transplants or anything like that. I wasn't sure. I just remember. I was born in the Detroit area. I was raised in Pennsylvania, right on the outskirts of Philadelphia, and then also outside of Pittsburgh, and then back to Philadelphia. Then I went to college here in Illinois up at Wheaton College Conservatory, got a voice performance degree from there. And was that, I would assume, in Wheaton, Illinois? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So did a lot of stuff downtown Chicago during college and um, stuff like that. And then I uh, lived, after I graduated college, lived for a year over in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and sang over there, did a little bit with a couple of people from there opera company and sang around the city and did that kind of bohemian stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then um, came back, got married and then lived in Lexington, Kentucky for, I think it was four years. And then we moved here from there, from Kentucky. Was it? So my husband is from the Chicago area. He's from the Wheaton, Glen Ellen area. So there must have been a job opportunity maybe that brought, or family? Yes, it was a job opportunity that brought us here to Kankakee Kankakee area. So, and we were here for 11 or 12 years, I think 12, somewhere around there. Good chunk of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good chunk of time. We had two of our three kids here. And two of them were involved in the Young People's Theater a little bit. And then I just kind of got involved. I had a little band with a couple guys from the area, a little jazz band, and taught voice lessons. and But mostly raised my children here, you know, and um, got involved with KVTA. And so, yeah, so then we moved to Boise in 2008. And we've been there ever since. And about three years ago, I think it was three, maybe four. (laughs) I don't know. Time melts, right? Especially since COVID. Like everything's melted together. There's pre-COVID. And (laughs) And COVID and post. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even, I'm still trying to figure out if we're in post or not. I feel like maybe we are. I think think we're coming out of it. But there's still. Maybe by 2024. (laughs) It'll be post. Hoping completely post. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of years ago. A friend of mine who's involved in KVTA was directing this show up at Governor's State. So he called Jesus me. Jesus Christ Superstar? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. They did it. It was either three or four years ago. And he called me and said, hey, would you be my vocal director? So I said, sure, why not? So I f- flew back and helped him with that production. And then... KVTA, I'm still friends with, you know, a good number of people in the area. And someone contacted me and said, hey, we're doing Jesus Christ Superstar. I think it was right at the beginning of COVID. I was supposed to do it that year. I think two or three years ago. Again, sorry, (laughs) I can't remember the exact year. So I applied. They accepted me. Thought it would be fun to. It's always been on my bucket list. Because I was a little kid when this album came out, it was a big deal. So it was always on my bucket list. I wanted to do it in some aspect. And they said, hey, we would love for you to come back and direct. And 
my whole family, of course, was like, you got to do this, mom. You know, I think they just wanted me out of the house for a while, honestly. Um, but then COVID came along, so they had to KVT shut down, so I wasn't able to do it. We were all bummed, but I thought, okay, well, it wasn't meant to be, but I still kept some things in a little container in my garage, just, you know, keeping it, <laughs> hoping someday the opportunity will come again. And sure enough, they contacted me this past spring and said, hey, we're opening back up. We still got the rights. You want to come back? And I said, absolutely. So here I am. It's been really fun because I had never seen the black box. So I flew out in July just to see the space and, you know, meet some newer people on the board and meet some staff I I hadn't worked with before and um, kind of walked around. And during that time, the show actually was in Chicago. So I was able to see the traveling version because it this past year was the 50th anniversary of the production when it first came out. So that was kind of fun to uh, to see it in its 50th year. And, and then here we are. I flew back for auditions in December and stayed a couple of weeks and then flew back home for Christmas and arrived January 2nd and I'll be here through the show. So yeah, yeah it's been really fun to reconnect with people and create with them again. It's been really good for my soul. So, so yeah, yeah, I would imagine, especially yeah. after the going through the pandemic and everything like that too. Yeah. Cause I, I'm also a nurse. So I'd done some COVID nursing and you know, that does take a toll have you always been a nurse or is I, that? I have. I, I, well, I got my voice performance degree. And then when my husband, Greg, was back in graduate school, I went back and just kind of support my music habit. <laughs> and what do you do with a voice performance degree, right? <laughs> Most people, yeah. So I, I went on and got my Bachelor of Nursing at Bradley to be able to support my music habit. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you don't make a ton of money. And no. the arts, it really has been a blessing to be back and be able to create and just be involved musically. And we have so much talent in this area. Yes. Uh, this cast is phenomenal. One of the best casts I've worked with vocally. Really excited. So let's talk about the cast then. How was mm-hmm. How difficult was the casting for this. Casting's always difficult. That's true. It's never easy. At right? least in, for me, it's always difficult because yeah. I want to include everybody. To me, there's a spot for everybody. That, like I will make, like in Jesus Christ Superstar, the mob, you know, there's a mob, which is the ensemble. Like I want to include everybody. So casting is hard, but the black box stage is a lot smaller than the stage at LCC where they put on a lot of productions or the junior high even. So I had to kind of reel the cast in. So we have a cast of 25. Um, Which usually it's probably, what, 50? Is it twice that size? Um, it varies. It really does vary. I don't know how big the cast was when I saw it up in Chicago. I would just think it would yeah, be more no. than 25, but yeah. that's just, I'm honestly. Because tw- you have 12 apostles alone, right? And yeah, Jesus, exactly. 13, and then and there's then some other leads, so. You got the mob, you know, he's talking yeah, about the mob. Yeah, right, you the got people. the five priests, and you've got Pilate, you've got Herod, you've got townspeople, so it could be, it could be very large. But I have, a, I have a great cast of 25, a couple of them are in multiple roles, which is a fun challenge for people, too, yes. in theater, learning how to quick change and and get in different mindsets for yep. different roles. So it's just been really fun. But casting is always hard for me. 
But it was, I have a really good staff. I have Bonnie Brewer as my assistant director and Mary Schwark, choreographer. I have a lady from up north, Terry Devine. She's coming down uh, from Orland Park as my costumer. And I have uh, Dave Atkinson building my set and Donna Worth decorating my set. Um, Those are both great people. Great. Just a great support crew for me. And then Bonnie and I are sharing the vocal directing duties. So it's everybody just pulls together and makes it happen, which is um, so there's so much talent. I'm looking at the cast list yeah. right now, and I know quite a few of these people more. Okay. Actually, I didn't realize I knew as many people in here as I thought. Oh, OK. As I thought. But what mm-hmm. I do love, <laughs> you have. Thomas and Tyler McMahon. Yes. <laughs> Thomas yes. is Jesus. Yes. And Tyler is Judas. Yes, don't judge me. You will understand when you come see the show. They are oh, amazing. I, I amazing. Get it. Yeah. But it's it's you know, you put a couple yeah. together in real life, they're you know, they're a, I, are they married yet? I can't I can't remember. I think they are. I think they are. I think I, they finally did tie the knot. It, yes. If they're if they're not, they're they're, they're in the process they, of right. Yes. I mean, regardless, they're together. Yes. They're a couple. Thomas has taken his last name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yes. And congrats to them, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. I don't think I've seen them. I don't know if I've seen them since COVID. Um, okay. If not, obviously, I'm going to see the show, so mm-hmm. I'll I'll see them on stage. But both extremely talented, and I and I I just think it's cool that you've got two significant others playing. And that wasn't you know. intentional. That's what I love about theater too. Is like you just don't know who's going to show up to auditions, right? And and maybe you do when you live here full time. Like you hear, you know, oh. Are you going to try out? Yeah, I'm going to try out. Oh, okay. You know, and then you go to the grocery store and run into somebody. Oh, I'm going to try out. Yeah. Yeah. I was coming from Boise, had no idea how many people I would get to audition. I had no idea who was auditioning. So that was the fun of it. I do like to try, if possible, to cast new people to introduce them to KVTA because it is a phenomenal organization to get involved with whole families from kids on up. And I have a wide range of ages in my cast. I don't know how old my oldest is, and I wouldn't say that on air if I did. <laughs> but my youngest is 10 years old. That's what I was wondering. I so couldn't I've, remember if there were any kids. There are. There's one child. And the one child plays what role? Is so it a, he's a, part of the mob and the townspeople. And his mother's also in the cast as an apostle. So there's that aspect. His mama who the child we're speaking of, his mama is new to KVTA. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So very excited about that. And I have, I think, three other new people. So it's been really fun to have a mix of veterans like Tyler, who's in, you know, and he does the whole circuit of Juliet and Indiana and country theater workshop. I mean, there's There's a a whole bunch. And then. Tyler does the Limelight Theater, and then we have yes. Acting Out Theater. So that there is a lot to get involved in theater-wise, which is really encouraging for people who just like that outlet like I do. Absolutely. So, and you got Kyle Cassidy as pilot, which is great casting there. I can totally picture. I'm picturing him I mean, now in my mind as pilot. And I'm just he's like, yes. Just, he's bringing it to a whole nother level, people. <laughs> um, yeah. And and like with this production, so the majority of people, and I won't say all, 
are at least somewhat familiar with the story yeah, of we this probably person, sh- Jesus. We probably should have started with that before That's we okay. started. That's okay. We're bridging <laughs> into it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> There's what, so much what, I'm trying to pack in because I want to know about your life, but this uh, is I about know, the show. So, right. This, yeah. So, yeah, g- getting to just the synopsis of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ Superstar, because mm-hmm. I myself have never seen the show. Okay. I'm vaguely familiar mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. obviously. Jesus Christ. But I think it is important to get into, you know, what the synopsis of the show is, because Mm -hmm. some people might think, well, is this the story of Jesus or is this like making fun of Jesus Christ superstar? Like, because, you know, because, you know, you've got the superstar. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So because obviously you've got a heavy Christian population. In this area. In the as, Midwest, in right. The, Midwest. the Bible Belt, right? Yeah, the Bible Belt, yeah. So when this first came out, it's written by two British men in the 70s, early 70s. And when it came out, it was a huge controversy. People thought that they were... Blasphemy. Blasphemy, right? right? Yeah. Didn't show Jesus as rising from the dead according to Christian tradition. So it was a huge thing. So... I'm almost glad I had these extra couple years to really prepare myself more than I thought I was prepared about how I wanted to portray this show to this community. And to me, how Lloyd Weber and Rice wrote it, they wanted to show the humanity of Jesus. So, yes, According to Christian tradition, he is part of the Trinity of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So God created Jesus in human form to come relate to us as humans. So, but it it was, it was a huge controversy that they didn't portray Christ rising from the dead or portray more of his divinity side so the, as none the of son the, of God. So none of that's so portrayed in the, it, the musical. It is. But the, the main focus of this show is showing Jesus's struggles as a human, his struggles with fame as he was becoming more known to the community, to society, his struggle up against the establishment that was very threatened by him and his teachings. With Christ, it's all about unconditional love. If you boil it right down to the main basicness of Jesus, he was all about loving people. No matter and, what. And unconditional love. Yes. Regardless of who you are, where you work, where you live who you surround yourself with, how you think, how you deal with the world around you. And it still is to this day, his teachings are about unconditional love. Well, he ultimately gives his life for the people around him. So the fact that the show ends with his death is very powerful. It's very poignant. But it is controversial to Christians and the Christian community that it's his resurrection isn't portrayed. But that wasn't the whole gist of. So when it was first created, it was just it was a concept album. It wasn't supposed to be. It wasn't directly made into a musical. Oh, it wasn't. No, it was an album. It was a concept album is when it originated. And that's what it was. So then someone came along and decided 
this would be a great Broadway show, you know, in the in the same genre as Pippin and yes. Did the musical come out around the same time too, or was that? It came a, little... a couple years later. Okay. And yeah, when that hit, because people outside of the production took it as so in the story in the musical, Jesus is dealing with his rising fame. He's dealing with the fact that he knows God the Father is telling him he's eventually going to have to die for these people, right? He's dealing with the establishment of the government. He's also dealing with the relationship to the church as a whole. So we have five, we have two high priests and then three other priests who have a couple songs and interactions with him during the show. We're dealing with him on a human level teaching his followers, the apostles. We're dealing with his relationship with Mary Magdalene, which in some denominations, they believe she was a prostitute. But Lloyd Webber never intended that there was this romantic relationship between the two in the show. So in other people's interpretations, what I'm trying to say, she's been portrayed as a prostitute yes. what is woman it that- of the street. In my version of this, from everything I have read and studied, she was not a prostitute. She was of the street. I don't believe that means prostitution. I believe she was poor. Yes. She has a couple songs, too, in this show. And she is also struggling with her relationship with Jesus. Like, what is this? It's an attraction, but is it a romantic attraction? Is it? What he's teaching, is it what he's about, unconditional love? So we have that relationship. Then we we haven't even talked about his relationship with Judas. Yeah, right. The man yeah, who obviously. ultimately betrays him, yeah. gives him over to the high priests who want him killed and ultimately so is there a lot? Is what happens. So, so it gets really in depth between Judas and very, Jesus. Very, very much. Okay. Very Which is much. something you don't necessarily see. No, but a, the, the title alone, you think it's automatically just about Jesus, right? And yeah. him coming down. And um, yeah, but no, this, um, and Lloyd Webber wrote it from Judas's perspective because Judas kind of knows the pulse of society. He knows that, like, Jesus's fame is growing is that and, you know, the apostles are getting kind of loud. They're getting kind of rowdy. They're starting to protest. They're starting to come up against the church's teachings. And at that time in history, like that was it, right? The law of the church. But Jesus knows that these guys are coming after Jesus. He's trying to tell Jesus, you know, pipe down a little bit. Like, let's go into the mainstream. So we're dealing with so many different relationships in yeah, the story. Lots of conflicts um, there. And it, it all is supposed to loosely take place the last week of Jesus's life. So if you if you actually study, not all of these things take place within seven days, obviously. Yeah. So again, we kind of have to take creative license in, let's all kind of just remember it might not be technically literal seven days, but it is the gist, the overall kind of feel of maybe what Jesus was going through and his followers going through and Judas trying to protect him. 
but yet struggling with his own humanity of this guy is making me angry. He's not listening to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I want to believe him, but also like he he's going to get us over. all killed. Yeah. Right. He's going to get us all killed. So there's a lot of different relationships going on. Then, you know, we haven't talked about Herod. So the show's it's more of a serious show. It's not, you know, we're not doing Mary Poppins, which is a great show. We're not doing Music Man, which is a great show. Like this is majority of people know what Christ's life was all about historically and when he was here. So Herod and Pilate, the Pilate also has a major struggle in his own life. He's he wants to please the people because he's the people have elected him into this position, right? So yeah. he's trying to do what the popular vote, right? But he also sees the humility of <clears throat> But he Jesus. also knows he's ultimately screwed either way. He doesn't kill Jesus and the whole town, the whole land is going to be after him. But if this Jesus is really who he says he is and is truly the son of God, I got to deal with God then, like I'm going to answer for my actions, right? Yeah. So it's we like, have so, that. So it's like Pilate, it's like, Hmm, do I want to die this way or do I want to, Pretty much do I want to die that way? Right. So we've got that issue. And then, you know, he tries to pass him off to Herod. So I will say in the show, Herod is the like comedy break. The, okay, let's just all have, like, this is getting a little too intense. What might be coming, his song is, has always been like the, the comedy, the break. But ultimately, he's mad. He's expecting, if you listen to the words of his song, he's, okay, so this is the guy we've all heard about in the news, this up and coming. And he's kind of going against the church and what he's telling people. So I want to see this guy. You can perform miracles. Walk across my swimming pool, Jesus. Show me that you're the son of God that can do anything. And Christ, you know, again, historically, we know like he was not about performing for people. He wasn't about being the center of attention, per se. Herod realizes that this guy's not going to entertain him because he's all about being entertained, right? Yep. So he turns, and then we have uh, what's coming up. So a lot of different human emotions, and Christ was human. So to portray Christ as not having feeling— always kind of struggled with that yes he is the son of god but he did feel feelings you know he he felt fear as a human we feel anger frustration love overall that is what this show the way that they wrote it that's what they're just trying to portray is jesus as a human and if we can't talk about jesus as human or human how do we relate to this story yeah that's from our history and from our faith for people so it's a lot it is a lot the, the music is incredible oh yeah it absolutely i've <laughs> obviously heard some of the songs just mm -hmm. because they've become so famous i mean andrew lloyd weber and tim rice I right mean, exactly they've, they've written so many iconic songs from they're so all of their musicals. Yeah. 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 So where does this stand in their mix of shows? Was this one of the first ones they did This actually together? was the third that one that they wrote. I can't remember the name. Sorry, I apologize no, for not remembering okay. the name of the very first. Someone can 
call in or text in. And, <laughs> Take, yeah. Uh, I have it written down somewhere in my research, but I off the top of my head. And then they wrote a little second one that was never actually produced. And then uh, this one was their third that they wrote. I guess we can get back maybe a little more to the cast then, since yeah, we've kind of talked about the premise of the <clears throat> the story um, and knowing that it's not a satiric play on no. Jesus Christ and, and by any means. What have been some interesting formations that happen just since you rehearsals of, you know, casting is in place, rehearsals have started. What are some interesting things that have happened as people are finding their character? I think that the most interesting thing that I've tried to do as a director, I think COVID did a number on us. I think our political climate has done a number on our country as a whole. So I'm coming from it as community. So my cast is community. The Kankakee area is a community. So you're bringing in people who have all different occupations. They're all different ages. They're all different beliefs or non-belief. So, and what does that mean in a little cast of 25 and a crew of six or seven? How do we relate to each other? What is our commonality? What do we all have in common that we can bring to the table? And what do we have individually that is so different from one man, woman to the next that we can still bring to the table? How can I, in my individuality, what can I bring to your, like, what can you, and what can you bring where we can come back together as a country as a community, in the climate that we are in, and we are dealing with many levels. And even as a world, the United States is not necessarily the end all. We're one country of how many? I tend to think globally, not just nationally, not just where, what state I live in. We've all been created. We're all here on this earth. So... Like, what can we do to bring us all back together as just as humankind? It's a great production to do that with. It is, and it's a lot of responsibility. It's about, yeah. You know? um, and I, I take it very, as much fun as I'm having, I am taking it very seriously. I was a little apprehensive because the 50th anniversary did just roll through the country traveling. And I was like, oh, people are still going to want to come see this production of it. But a lot of people don't get to the theater up in Chicago or New York or whatever. Yes. So this, the, to me, this is a very timely production of this story. I know things have happened in Kankakee the past couple of years. I know nationally there's been a good number of things that have divided us nationally. My kids are all adults now. I think about the future. I can't just think about, you know, what happened in last year's election or, you know, the latest election or even today, like, what is the future of our community going to be? What am I leaving my children? What are we leaving the next generation of kids? And I personally would like it to be love. We might not all agree. And we're human. We're not going to agree. We're not going to dress alike. We're not going to work alike. We're not going to love alike. There are many different ways to love. And I think 
the concept of Jesus and his concept of love is so radical to our human mind. It is unconditional love, regardless of sex, gender, occupation, political beliefs, religious beliefs. That's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in, and it is radical. If you think about unconditional love, that is a radical concept. Yeah, and that's why he got persecuted Ex- the way he did. Exactly. Because it wasn't just the Jewish community he was getting persecuted by. It was every community yeah. surrounding it him. It was such a new concept. You don't live by rules and regulations, Yeah, which there is a place for those. Sure. But um, those yeah. can get away in the way yeah. quite often, as we see. Has anyone taken you by surprise in the cast? I would love to hear some behind the scenes, some behind the scenes that you can share. You behind know. the scenes. <laughs> I will say I have not had the pleasure of knowing Colby. I think it's Meter as as Herod. I've never worked with him Colby before. Colby Meter. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, he is our Herod, and he is just a hoot nanny. <laughs> So, like, last night he came out of nowhere wearing these sunglasses that have the message. You can type in a message and they literally oh, have yeah. little lights go I across the sunglasses. Yeah. So those just came out of nowhere. So <laughs> I think just in getting to know people, those kind of little things happen. Like, we're heavy in the throngs of the technical aspect right now. So I, I think, like, by the end of the week, there will be more, like, play time, kind of. So we had to drive up to Chicago Heights yesterday because we're using this one kind of half spiral staircase that they had that we can borrow. So a group of us drove up there with a U-Haul to get it. And um, it was just kind of funny. So I have these two uh, kids, 16-year-olds that are in the show. And, like, one of them just got his license. And he was, like, so nervous but so proud to arrive at rehearsals the other night he literally was shaking and it was Aww. just the cutest thing as the mom and me <laughs> yeah. you know that he uh drove himself to rehearsal for the first time i'm not going to say his name because i don't want to embarrass him <laughs> um but he's really good with tying knots i don't know why so we were trying to maybe tie, boy scouts or something. it might be yeah, yeah i haven't had the chance to ask him but <laughs> like so we threw in this giant staircase thing spiral metal thing and, and you had to tie it down and he literally yes he literally had that tie in within 30 seconds and wow. it was like a professional i don't know if he sails <laughs> i don't know if he ropes cattle i don't know what he does but like it was an amazing and then the other this other kid precious kid we were all standing there silently watching him try to tie the other knot and he had like 20 feet of rope Right. And he's like tying the one stair to the, the other stair, which were already connected by metal. But he's trying to tie the other side of the U-Haul. That would be me. And that would be yeah. me trying to just. Yeah. So that was a comical moment because I was like, um, you know, we got to be back by 430. It's 1215 right now. Just to give you a heads up, you know, and. Like, it's fun to see the older members of the cast reacting to the younger members. I think it's just kind of fun to, like, because a lot of who I cast as the apostles don't know each other. So it's been kind of nice just to sit back and watch their reactions. Getting to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the reactions, like, you know, when Thomas sings this one song, Gethsemane, Jesus is singing to God his Father in the garden, like, willing to finally... He's up for the task that he's been given. And and every night there's one or two people that just end up crying because he's so powerful. 
So it's those kind of things. There hasn't been like any really, I think, comedy thing that will go down in history that we'll remember quite yet. Because we're still blocking and yeah. the set's still being set in place. Right. Yeah. Because we're um, in the middle of January. Right. Right now. Right. Which, but really, the show. I mean, it's the first weekend of February. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's coming up. It's yeah. It's it's not that far. It'll be here before you know it. Actually, I think I read last night that one of the dates is sold Sunday. out. Sunday. Sunday yeah. sold out. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. I gotta yeah, buy it's those very tickets. exciting. And it, just to reiterate. The Black Box Theater, you mm-hmm. kind of mentioned a little bit. The stage mm-hmm. is smaller, but the mm-hmm. building is also smaller. So it it's is. not like LLC or LCC, excuse me, where you've got hundreds of hundreds seats. Hundreds more. Yeah. Yeah, hundreds yeah. more. I think there's like four times more seats Yeah, in LCC. there's like, what, yeah. two, 250? 225, I think I was told. Yeah. It holds the most at 225. So, which is cool to kind of see something in more of an intimate it is it's gonna be a lot more intimate especially with the lighting and um doing some symbolism with color so yeah it's going to be definitely more of an intimate setting some of the you know some of the uh, action will be on the floor in that main aisle and down on the floor around the audience yeah so hopefully to kind of bring them in a little bit more as part of Absolutely. So, yeah, we just want to point out, hopefully, when you're listening to this right now, there are still some tickets available. And uh, so February 3rd through the 5th for Jesus Christ Superstar at the KVTA Studios. It's on One Stewart Drive Mm -hmm. in Kankakee. KVTA.org is where you can get tickets for it. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else people need to know about Jesus Christ Superstar? I mean, as far as age goes for people to attend, where would you suggest that? That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, I've had I've been asked that a couple times. Mm. <laughs> well, I will say that my the youngest member of my cast is 10. That's what I was. How's that's that? What I was yeah, <laughs> ten to twelve. I, that's kind of what I was thinking. Ten too. to twelve. Ten to twelve ish. Yeah. Um, there are a couple moments of what could be labeled as violence, like Judas is coming to a point of whether he can take it anymore. If you know what I'm saying. Yes. But that will not be graphically portrayed, so that might ease people's mind. But there is a scene of the crucifixion. And that's towards the very end. That's towards the very end. And it will be shown. I'm not sure if I'm going, you know. You haven't figured out exactly how you're showing that. I have figured it out, but I'm trying to um, explain that, (laughs) like, it, like, you won't see the nails going into his hands or, you know, it's not going to be portrayed graphically like that there is a whipping scene where Pilate does we do the 39 lashes of um and i don't know why they didn't include the 40th scripturally there's 40 lashes i believe is there really yeah i couldn't remember how many lashes uh, there was yeah the show is written to do 39 i i don't know why that's a question for Andrew Lloyd Webber, I yes. guess. <laughs> and it probably is documented somewhere. Probably. But yeah, so that that is being done, but hopefully in a way where you get the understanding of it, but not quite the graphicness of it, 
that makes sense. So I guess short story long, I would say age 10 to 12 probably. Okay. If I had to pick something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As, as young Definitely as not 12. a children's show. Yes. No, definitely <laughs> yeah. not, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, get your tickets for Jesus Christ Superstar, other shows that are coming up. Disney's Moana Jr., that's mm-hmm. going to be March 17th through the 19th. And then In the Heights mm-hmm. is April 29th, 30th, and then May 6th and 7th. Uh, 7th excuse me, I know that show is at LCC, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so kvta.org for all those things. Obviously, they've got Facebook and Instagram. Just follow KVTA, Kankakee Valley Theater Association, and get your tickets for those shows before they sell out. I about, do just want to toss in about KVTA. Yeah. If you know, if if you love the arts and you know, maybe you're a little bit shy about acting or think you can't sing, there are so many other opportunities to get involved with building sets or designing sets or making costumes or um putting props together. There's a lot of ways to create in this organization without having to stand on stage and sing in front of people. Just think about that. If you've ever wanted to get involved, they love having new people get involved, expanding our, the community. But it is a lot of fun. It is a, it's a good stress relief. It's, it's a way to create. And they can always use people's talents and new people's talents. So um, just want to throw that out there. Could not agree yeah, more. So. I unfortunately have only done one show mm-hmm. with KVTA and I was, I was welcomed with open arms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a great when, group of people. Yes. And they've, absolutely. they've welcomed me back. Like I, I never left and I'm, I'm very humbled by that and very grateful. So That's because really you're amazing. Oh, <laughs> I, <don't> know. <laughs> I know I'm a little bit out there for some people, but um it is. It's just it's just a great organization and it's been a blast being back. So thanks I'm glad for having you're me. back. Yeah. Jake Lamore. Good to see y'all grown up. Good to, yeah. good to see you too. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Now we'll we'll have to catch up off mic and yeah, see what yeah. uh, we can learn about each yeah, other. <laughs> yeah. It's been great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you again, Pamela. I'd also like to add, after we recorded this episode together, Pamela and I, Kankakee Valley Theater Association actually added an additional showing of Jesus Christ Superstar for Thursday, February 2nd at 7 p.m. So hopefully when you hear this episode, there are still some tickets left for that performance as well. So it's super exciting that they were able to add a show to give you another chance to see it. So Thursday, February 2nd at 7 p.m. is also an option to go see Jesus Christ Superstar. Again, go to kvta.org to get your tickets. Well, that wraps up this episode of Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore. Thank you so much for listening. Kankakee Podcast is proudly presented by Pewter Pros, Stitch Prints, and Digital World Design Family of Businesses, celebrating 25 years of small business ownership in Kankakee County. You can learn more at mypewterpros.com, stitchprints.com, and digitalworlddesign.com. 
Also, a special thank you to our patrons for helping make this episode possible, including Lori Cracho, Karen Bishop, Jake Lee, Jesse Arsenal, Dave Barron, Veronica Featherston, John Sullivan, Sue Hornung, Samantha Rognowski, Lake Iverson, Travis Garcia, Jane Bostwick, Dawn Harrison, Simon Topless, Scott Wright, Carrie O'Connell, Jamie Race, Joanne Barry, Anthony Vicelli, Eric Olson, Nolan Bukowski, Natalie Flagel, Carl Erps, Jeff and Rosa Carroll, Teague Dreenan, Sandy and Steve Twait, and Rose Lucky. To become a podcast patron, go to kankakeepodcast.com, then click on the Patron tab. If you pledge $5 or more per month, you'll also hear your name announced on an episode of Kankakee Podcast. There's also access to extended versions of episodes, video versions, and much more. Our theme song is written and performed by Lupe Carroll and recorded by Daniel Bishop. This river can